Talk, talk to me. WSRadio.com This is California School News Radio with your hosts, Kevin Osmus and Drew Schlossberg. Thank you, Wade. We're back on the big program, California School News Radio with Kevin and Drew, and it's another hot day here in Southern California, well over 90 degrees. I know it may be a little bit cooler where you are, Drew, but uh, this is continuing a trend in the San Gabriel Valley. Listen to this. Uh, and this year alone, 2019, 32 days of over 95-degree weather. And uh, with uh, estimates uh, coming in that by the year 2050, we're going to have 74 days of over 95-degree weather. And I know what the answer to that is, and it's air conditioning. But wait, there's a problem there, too, and one that school districts all across the Southwest uh, are, are having to deal with. And at El Monte Union High School District, their commitment to going green includes a thorough examination of how they can balance keeping students cool in the classrooms uh, while keeping their energy costs low and their carbon footprint at sustainable levels. And here to talk with us about this work at El Monte Union is El Monte Union Facility and Energy Manager Lena Luna. Welcome to California School News Radio to you, Lena. Thank you. I uh, wonder, an honor to have you on the program. I'd like to introduce you to my colleague, uh, Drew Slosberg, is here. How are you doing there, Lena? I'm doing well. It's uh, supposed to be a hot day today, 95, I think. Uh, yes, yeah. yes, it's been a hot <laughs> summer, is it not? Yes, well, I just, teased that. I just teased that. I, I, I just teased that. I just teased because, uh, again, one of our 32 days of over 95-degree uh, weather here, and it's going to uh, uh, more than double in the, in the coming years. And so uh, energy management, keeping kids cool in, this, in, in the mm -hmm. classroom, energy costs low, uh, these are uh, uh, things that kind of fallen on your shoulders now as energy manager, which I have to admit is a bit of an unusual position at a school district. So can you tell us a little about what what you manage and uh, the priorities of the El Monte Union High School District in well, this regard. Yes, I will say one thing that is definitely a priority. This is like a board overall goal is one of our goals is to provide a safe, positive, healthy environment with educational learning facilities that promote learning and wellness for all. So I keep that in my mind. I have it posted here on my board to always remember that's the first priority. We have policies that reflect that. So it's about balancing cost savings, operational savings, but not to the point where we turn everything off so people are not happy in their classrooms, right? We need people to learn. So right. <laughs> yeah, their, their minds need to be, their ideas can be hot, but their, but their bodies need to be a little bit cooled down. Yes. Uh, absolutely. Uh, and, and so uh, you, you've kind of been tasked with uh, uh, managing this, uh, uh, well, it's an $11 million solar uh, PV project. Uh, can you tell us a little about what that is? Well, I think, to, before I get into the you know, technical jargon, um, basically what that means is now that we're operational at all our school sites, which is five sites um, across our district, at our adult school, Arroyo High School, Mountain View High School, Rosemead High School, and South El Monte High School. And we cover actually like two different cities because we're also in South El Monte. Um, that equates to about 1.7 million pounds of coal burned that's not like being burned anymore. Just that alone. And just to give the scale of the amount of energy we're saving, 
um, by having solar, um, I guess, uh, environmental benefit, is that's also 203 million number of smartphones charged. So we can charge that many smartphones with what we're producing yearly on the, our solar panels. Wow, Drew. Yes. Um. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm looking at the EPA.gov calculator. Yeah. We can, yeah. Okay, yeah, well, you know, uh, I can think of numbers that are very large. $1.7 billion is a very, very, very large number, Drew. Uh, yeah, that, that that is a huge number on this. If I can, uh, Lena, uh, as I know, you know, you folks are having solar energy on campuses, regenerative mm -hmm. gardens, and the culinary arts and so mm -hmm. forth. How much are the students taking a leadership role in this? So those folks who want to be budding, uh, you know, owners of a solar business or they want to create uh, a way to have, you know, you know efficient uh, regenerative gardens, do they run the show or do they help you with it? Are they actively involved? You know what? That is one thing I would like to work on is more involvement with the students, um, basically taking what we do in this role at our district office for our higher-level facility um, and energy operations is to somehow connect the students to our day-to-day -day work and then bring it to the classroom. So we have our one of our grant writer, Martha, has been critical and like, or I should say pivotal in helping that sustainable portion before I came on. And so the regenerative gardens, the students are very active. We have our CTE um, program, which is the career technical education. And they've really, have, they've had partnerships with the U.S. Green Building Council in Los Angeles um, area to help with this eco garden. We have the Go Green murals. The students do um, once a year, if I'm correct. So the, the there's a whole environmental literacy law that passed. So it's it's not it's something that, and this was just passed recently, end of 2018. Going forward, there's it's there, I will be working with students. Maybe not now. It's just a matter of when. So um, we have this kind of a living laboratory at El Monte Union High School District for sustainability. Our board, our district leadership has been critical to allowing that to happen. Um, it's part of the greater California policy-wide conversation. We can't turn back from this. These are California state laws have um, directed the entire state of California. We're kind of a state agency and we need to lead by example. So we're doing that and everything we do and we did this before it became like um, the thing to do. Trendy, you think? You say. Yeah, trendy. We, we, we <laughs> were doing it. Became it. Trendy. Yes, yes. This See, I a... like that. I, I like that. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut no, you. No, it's go okay. Ahead. Go, go ahead. Add me your part. <laughs> I, I just like it when you know when you when when people are doing stuff before it becomes the thing because that means mm -hmm. you're trailblazers, you're pioneers. El Monte Union, uh, uh, you know, ahead of the. Uh, ahead of the process on this. Um, and then, uh, uh, I mean, God, there's just so much into this, because uh, reading through your, your questionnaire and all the things you're doing, I don't think there's enough hours in the day for what, what you are doing. Uh, uh, um, and then, you know, because, and we could spend so much time just talking about HVAC, uh, yeah. which is not usually a, a conversation we have here on California School News Radio, but let's have a little bit of one because uh, uh, the numbers there are a little bit staggering uh, as mm -hmm. far as energy costs go, right? Uh, just uh, HVAC. What are the numbers? Well, actually, um, data from California 
has HVAC from all the wonderful studies he left to do at the California Energy Commission and all those governmental agencies at the state level, it's approximately, uh, this is probably a minimum too, 50% of the total energy bill for a school, um, for just a school, we'll say school district, any business that is like a commercial business with people inside there. And I would even say it might be higher due to the fact that we, we can't, um, industry standards says 74 degrees Fahrenheit is great. Um, we even have a, a board policy that says that, you know, that's, you know, this should be what it, be, it should be. But the reality is cooler spaces, people tend to be more alert. So the, that it, it could be a little higher. So therefore, it's important to make sure we manage our energy costs, energy procurement, how we secure and source the energy also making sure our systems are running as optimal as possible, um, routine maintenance, and making sure even from the beginning when it's installed, very critical for school districts, when you're bidding out that project for HVAC replacement or new HVAC um, for a new building, that between the install phase that the person is installing is carefully watched, and during that warranty period that you really address all the issues that are occurring with your HVAC system because they're going to have that thing on for 20 years, and taking early precautions will save a lot to address even um, the energy savings portion of the job. So you could run that HVAC a little higher because you made sure all the ducts were sealed properly so you're not having air escaping and, and things coming out where they shouldn't come out. And um, so yeah, there's many ways to have people comfortable where it's okay to have it a little, you know, um, a little lower and have a little more fan because the system is at its best. Right. Well, we've got about a minute and a half left. Uh, Drew, okay. I will let you have the, the, the last question here before we go to break. Uh, we're talking with uh, El Monte Union uh, Energy and Facility Manager Lena Luna, mm -hmm. uh, California School News Radio. Yes. Yeah, so we, uh, what is integrated energy management? Integrated energy management is not just looking at one piece of component HVAC. It's looking at the whole building, the whole system, as well as the people inside there and seeing how that system works as a whole. It's like looking at the whole human body as a doctor would and looking at how all the systems interact. And that is truly where you're going to have, I call it a 21st century facility and energy program at a school district. Well, it makes all the sense in the world. Everything needs to be integrated these, uh, these mm -hmm. days. And, and, and Maybe when we come back from break, we can talk about the uh, Internet of Things and uh, how IoT is going to tie into what's going on in your district. Uh, it's probably already working there for some, uh, for some way. You know, it makes people a little bit nervous that if so many things are tied to the Internet. Uh, we're already talking about it in the private world, you know, your you know, refrigerator, your air conditioner, your stove and all this, and then if something mm -hmm. goes down, guess what? You're not even getting in your house. Mm -hmm. uh, so maybe you can talk a little bit about how that would uh, move forward with uh, your district. How's that sound? That sounds good. Kevin? Okay, well, we're on uh, California School News Radio. We are uh, going to go on break. We're talking to Lena Luna. She is El Monte Union High School District uh, Facility and Energy Manager, and we'll be right back with her and more on the program right after these messages. Stay tuned.
you want to be a professional coach? Are you in business trying to make a real difference with people you manage or work with? Have you started a coaching practice that isn't quite getting off the ground? Get the skills you need to be a successful coach today with the Coach's Training Program from Accomplishment Coaching. The Coach's Training Program will show you how to help others focus and be more fulfilled. Whether you want to improve your company's bottom line or create a thriving coaching practice, Accomplishment Coaching can give you the distinctions and practices you need to coach others effectively today. Accomplishment Coaching has spent six years developing a cutting-edge coaches training program that will have you ready to coach people professionally in just 12 months, and you don't have to take time off work to do it. To find out more about the coaches training program, just call 1-888-548-6813. That's 1-888-548-6813. Love to read but just don't have the time? With Audible.com, you can catch up on reading simply by listening. Audible has the largest collection of digital audiobooks, over 85,000 titles in every genre. Listen to a bestseller on your iPhone, BlackBerry, Android smartphone, or one of 500 other compatible devices. Visit audible.com wsradio today and get a free audiobook when you try Audible free for 14 days. That's audible.com wsradio. You may have heard me brag about Progressive Medical Center and just how much they've helped me with my health. And Dr. Goley, one thing that you've helped so many people with is migraines. Unfortunately, there are millions and millions of Americans who are suffering with migraines and headaches, and debilitating because it affects the quality of their life and they cannot function properly. At Progressive, we get the root cause because we understand that migraines could be caused by nutritional deficiencies, hormonal imbalances, believe it or not, delayed food sensitivities. And Mm. once we determine what the real reason is, we put a plan of action together with medication that we get them off slowly and we put them on an all-natural approach and the results are amazing. Incredible. I mean, there's so many people that can say they don't live their lives with migraines anymore thanks to Progressive Medical Center. And that's what's exciting and rewarding to us as physicians because we help our patients take control of their health and that's why they're living well. Why don't you get a hold of Progressive Medical Center today? Don't live in pain. Don't have migraines anymore. Just go to their website, ProgressiveMedicalCenter.com. This is your life. Live it well. This is Bill Gruber with BizVid Communications, a Southern California video production leader. We've been honored to sponsor, produce, write, and host many of the fine programs on WS Radio over the years. So we understand how important the internet and your website exposure are. As video producers, we know the tricks and secrets to incorporate video to increase your search engine optimization and business success. Visit bizvidcommunications.com to see what we can do for you. B-I-Z-V-I-D communications.com. Talk, talk to me. WSRadio.com. This is California School News Radio with your hosts, Kevin Osmus and Drew Schlossberg. Thank you, Wade. Welcome back to the program, California School News Radio with Kevin and Drew and our guest, El Monte Union Facility and Energy Manager, Lena Luna. Welcome back to the program to you, Lena. Yes. And uh, right before we went to break, Drew had a question about the Internet of Things. Um, it's something that's kind of, uh, I'm a little bit too much of an old, an old guy to really, uh, 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 I'm a little bit scared of it. Is it, is, is it something that is uh, uh, <laughs> happening at, at uh, El Monte Union? Uh, yes, uh, I would say, on a small, uh, yes, yes. 
Okay. Um, well, let's flesh that out a little bit, uh, Lena. How, how is it? How is that uh, being uh, uh, implemented there well, throughout the district? First things first, I have to mention um, El Monte Union High School District. One of the, um, I guess we like to lead and be in the forefront before. Yes. Um, just they just this school year is the first time ever to launch the one-to-one Chromebook, meaning every student has been given a Chromebook um, for their curriculum and for those and to make um, these uh, uh, Wi-Fi accessible. They're also being provided a MiFi, if I'm correct, to use at their homes. They have um, reliable Internet access. And that leads into the role that I'm kind of in, I, I am in, is school district IT rooms where the computer um, mainframe kept traditionally was kind of like uh, it was a space where, hey, we have an empty room. Let's put our server in there. And maybe you had a proper server room. It's actually being re- re-looked at now to address the whole Internet of Things and the fact that the brains of a school district is possibly going to be the IT room, which was neglected for so many years, as just that, that spare room in the back. Right, yeah. You, you, you can't have the server in the broom closet. And you also, um, with all those servers going, because it's usually mm-hmm. more than one, uh, yes. it needs to be at a very cool temperature. Yes. Uh, because any, anything goes out in there and, um, you know, uh, you have, like, you know, kind of Internet fires to, to put out. <laughs> yes. Um, so so in, in your role now, uh, and, and uh, uh, so, so how, are you, how are you managing this? When, when you sit down at, the, at, the, at your desk in the morning, what's usually the first thing that uh, you, you uh, has your attention? Well, I've realized as I've walked around this district that literally school districts have become mini data centers, including the classroom. The classrooms are like little mini miniature data centers now with everyone on a, a Chromebook, all the students, um, with the brains of the school really becoming computer-driven. It's, it's made me address that if I'm comparing the energy usage from last year to this year, it's it's comparing apples to oranges because we're operating a whole different paradigm now. We're we're data centers, basically, providing curriculum instruction to the students. So it's also, sorry, there's a pencil sharpener back. It's also uh, making me realize that we really need to look at our IT rooms as, as, let's see what we can do to make it the most energy efficient IT room. So I work with our IT people, and I have been to the school at 6 in the morning to address those fires in the IT room because of high temperatures due to the thermometer or the temperature um, dial on the wall somehow was, you know, not at the correct setting. And we had, kind of, you know, we've, we have had to address that already in my, I think it was within my first three months here. <laughs> well, welcome. Welcome to the district. <laughs> yes, uh, but it's very uh, important. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, they. Uh, I would say they're they are they are lucky to have you, and a very very good uh, foresight. Very good foresight on on for the and from the disposition to to hire uh, you because I know that you have. I mean, this is just a, a job that you took. Uh, I think at, I believe at the end of last school year, right? Um, yes, May. You you yeah May. You've been in this all since May. Uh, yes. And so uh, Drew, we'll get you back in here. Don't want to forget about you. Uh, uh, what other? What are you thinking about right now, energy-wise? 
Well, I think the fact that, you know, everyone is so laser beamed on, you know, some of these are not renewable resources and you know, we have to mm -hmm. uh, be very, you know, sensitive to that. And, but I imagine, you know, with this uh, group of students that are, you know, coming through, they are very, very sensitive to uh, what's going on in the world and climate change and, and so forth and all that aspect of it. Um, does that get discussed a lot at your level? You know what? I, I, it's been discussed where I actually have had our, we have our third floor curriculum. That's where the instruction curriculum crew is at, where I've actually been approached by our, um, our grant writer who works heavily with our, um, we call it, I can't even think right now, with our uh, superintendent and all those big people up there to develop <laughs> curriculum. So we actually, she invited me to, we have a program called Zoo Crew, which just launched this year. And it's, in, it's basically, it's called Zoo Crew Engineers Gone Wild. And it was uh, an idea by one of the teachers. Martha went after a grant, or grant writer, to help the teacher get this program launched. And it's basically building a bridge for the animals to get across the city, if I'm correct. And it's addressing um, sustainability on a major level. Um, how do you keep these um, animals to get across? to the other side of the road in a sustainable manner and looking at the impacts to the city that the animals live in. And um, it came out of the fact that she wanted to make engineering more gender neutral and have a program that made young women want to pursue STEM degrees as well. So it was a whole idea of building a bridge with animals. And so that's kind of part of our environmental lit literacy. And she approached me. And she's like, hey, we have this program here. So slowly as I'm here, um, I'm getting approached to go interact. I attended the kickoff meeting. We had a, I think we had a live fox there at the kickoff meeting. Um, so I'm slowly getting integrated with the curriculum, to, uh, and we'll see where that turns out. Um, yes, I believe it was a gray fox that, that yes. you have. And, and you're talking about Martha Shrin, uh, who, who I've met. Uh, and, and, yeah, she has been doing some tremendous uh, grant writing there. Yes. And she really loves the limelight. She really likes being out in front, <laughs> uh, uh, if you know Martha. Uh, she's very much uh, very – I'm joking. She's very much content to be kind of in the background of things. Yes. Um, and, and, yes, and, and the zoo crew – um, has been, I, I will say that just over the weekend, I was also at Arroyo High School for the ribbon cutting of their regenerative learning garden. Mm -hmm. um, and, and your board president, uh, David Diaz, was there. And uh, I mean, when you talk about getting support from uh, the board of trustees, he is really on the forefront of mm -hmm. this. He, uh, uh, you know, he is so much into uh, remaking the district and the El Monte community into this place that is energy conscious conscious, eco-conscious, uh, making students understand that that is in their hands to, uh, you know, to find the solutions going forward uh, for this big mess that we, my generation, has, has given them. Yeah. I apologize for that, for my generation. Uh, uh, and, and yeah, so many uh, things. And now they have you, Lena, to help kind of uh, steer, like kind of Starfleet Command, right? 
to help to help guide this. Um, but I'm talking too much. I got we just have a minute left. Uh, uh, Drew, I'll let you uh, take the last uh, question. Lena, thank you so much for coming on the program today, and we'd love to have you back again, uh, maybe in a few months, to see how we're doing. Uh, Drew. Yeah. Well, so real quickly, um, are other districts uh, taking a look and seeing what uh, innovative things you folks are doing at El Monte and saying we need to be doing it at our district? I am actually going to be presenting at the Green Schools Conference um, coming up October 16th and 17th of this year, talking about our 21st century facility and energy program. Well, that answers that question, doesn't it? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> you are very much in the... Very much in the uh, in, in the mix there. Well, uh, Lena, Drew, unfortunately, we have come to the end of another uh, California School News Radio uh, uh, program. Uh, uh, thanks again so much, Lena, and uh, good luck for you uh, through the through the rest of the this year. Again, we'll check in with you in a few months if we can. Uh, thank you so much again, Drew, uh, for for co-hosting with me and thank you to Wade uh, Taylor uh, for all your great work and uh, Danielle uh, Velasquez, Paulina Martinez and of course v, uh, Valerie Martinez of, of VMA Communications. Uh, that's it for this program. We'll be back next week. California School News Radio, WSRadio.com. We'll see you then. One person has the power to change the world, impact millions of lives and leave a legacy for lifetimes to come. That person is you. In the New York Times bestseller, What is Your What? Steve Ulcher, award-winning author and founder of the Reinvention Workshop, reveals his proven process that has helped thousands of men and women discover, share, and monetize the one thing they were born to do. Grab your free copy now at www.whatisyourwhat.com. Dot com slash free. That's www.whatisyourwhat.com forward slash free. Take a break from politics. Tune in and learn something. WS Radio shows are worth your time and are filled with tips and advice. Add us to your lunch routine and we'll give you a meal for your mind. I raised $8,000 to build schools for South African children. After realizing how many people go hungry in San Diego, I now volunteer at a food pantry. I'm spending the next year doing volunteer projects across three countries and helping in ways they designate to be the most helpful. The World Link program at the Joan B. Kroc Institute for Peace and Justice recognizes the potential of youth as agents of social change. Learn how you can help youth become a generation of leaders in action at peace.sandiego.edu. Hi, Scale listener. This is David Finkel, co-host with Jeff Hoffman of Scale Your Business Radio. I wanted to let you know that our newest book, Scale, was just released and encourage you to get your copy. The book will give you seven proven principles to grow your business and get your life back. It's for every entrepreneur who ever wondered if they really own their business or if their business owns them. It'll help you to work less by getting your business to produce more. Get your copy online or at your local bookseller. For more information, go to scaleyourbusinesstoolkit.com. I raised $8,000 to build schools for South African children. After realizing how many people go hungry in San Diego, I now volunteer at a food pantry. I'm spending the next year doing volunteer projects across three countries and helping in ways they designate to be the most helpful. The World Link program at the Joan B. Kroc Institute for Peace and Justice recognizes the potential of youth as agents of social change. Learn how you can help youth become a generation of leaders in action at peace.com. 
www.sandiego.edu. Can you help a newborn baby in need? Sometimes the blessing of birth becomes complicated and perilous. Miracle Babies is there to help. Miracle Babies helps moms and dads give their all to their struggling little baby, but still need more. When you give to Miracle Babies, you help them give more. More skin-to-skin care, breast milk, and love. Go to MiracleBabies.org and give right now. Be their miracle. 